0: Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom.
2: then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite
0: Hey, guys. Welcome to Currently Cringing. It's February. It's February 1st.
2: Here we are. I'm back.
0: So, you've been MIA to the point where I've been concerned. Like, I'm texting you, are you there? Knock, knock. You've been quiet. Quiet dits, And quiet dits makes me nervous.
2: Well, I was traveling, right? I was in India for a bit for some work. And I got food poisoning there, which is great because I lost a bunch of weight.
0: You always <laughs> want, you know, a good bout of food poisoning for some weight loss.
2: And that was great because that kick-started um, my additional weight loss because I got some Ozempic from a friend.
0: <laughs> so you're on Mexican Ozempic, to be exact.
2: Well, it's, it's Ozempic that she got in Mexico, and she's been using it for a year, and it's legit, and... It's like, it's fine. It's normal. I think it's the branded normal kind. It's just that in Mexico, it's a lot easier to get this stuff. In America, it's impossible.
0: Well, today we were chatting with one of our mutual friends and you were pissed because she's slim and her husband is slim and they're both using the real Ozempic.
2: Oh my God. So her husband, she's like, he's had weight issues. I I looked at a photo. I'm like, this guy's like never been fat. (laughs) And she's like skinny, dime. And she's like, oh, I want Ozempic. And I'm like, I'm mad at her now.
0: <laughs> because you can't get the real Ozempic because of people like her.
2: Exactly. There's a national shortage. So like first I had to deal with getting, because so basically there's Ozempic and there's Munjara, right? And then there's the off-brand versions of those. Ozempics is called Wagovi and Munjara's is called Zepbound. And basically I tried to go through a bunch of online pharmacies and insurance doesn't cover a lot of these. So that was the first thing. So then I was able to get insurance on this website, Roman, which does a lot of other things like hair treatment and like the Viagra type stuff. So I tried to go through them and they actually, with my insurance, approved me to get um, Wogobi, which is another type of Ozempic, which does the same stuff. So I was approved and I was ready to go and they sent it to the pharmacy and the pharmacy said that they are out. And I tried two other pharmacies and they're all out. And I'm, I'm in New York City. I'm not like in like some random town in Ohio. Like, this is this is crazy. And then we have our skinny friends in Arizona who regularly get Ozempic, and it's like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, and it's not me, by the way. Like, there's other people here that we know who are actually New Yorkers living in Arizona from Long Island, and they're on Ozempic, and they don't need Ozempic, and because of people like that, <laughs> Dick can't get the real Ozempic, which is why he's on Mexican Ozempic. And <laughs> I'm going to talk about this sheets. Hot friend Sheets, a friend of the show. She should be here for this, but she's not. But, you know, the reason I'm paranoid is because she went to a tarot reader and this tarot reader said that two of her male friends are going to die. And her only two male friends are you and our other friend, Neil. (laughs) And so now we're all paranoid and you've started Mexican Ozempic and I'm annoying the shit out of you because. Okay, ever- hold
2: on. Hold on a second. I feel like I might have missed this through all the texts in our group chat. Also, fun fact we're all going to die. Every single person we know. So that's the first thing. Second, I don't believe in any of that crap, like tarot reader, whatever. Third, you know, Ozempic is, it's fine. It's not Mex- It's just like, you know, our, I have two friends that are on the specific Mexican Ozempic and they both lost a bunch of weight. They're doing fine. And I'm not sure how Ozempic of any kind is worse for you in terms of like life, death, mortality than half the other shit we put in our body. When people were eating processed food and sweets and people are doing all kinds of drugs, like this isn't like doing lines of cocaine with fentanyl in it. This is perfectly fine.
0: Well, because of Shates, who decided to for some reason share that in our group chat, like, can you imagine? Like, oh, guess what, guys? I went to a tarot reader and he said you're all going to die. And because of that now, I'm messaging you day and night, making sure you're okay.
2: Well, the the best part is actually, uh, I don't really know how to give myself the Ozepic shot. So once a week, my girlfriend has actually been giving it to me. And she works in healthcare. <laughs>
0: Which I love. Like Nothing like a supportive girlfriend who wants you to be the best version of yourself. And a lot of people were upset at me for telling you to maybe try ozempic in the last episode or two but that's what your friends and your partner who care are going to tell you if there is a medicine that can help you lose some weight why i think
2: for me it was i'm tired of losing the same 10 pounds every year and it's a lot of work to lose those 10 pounds right and it's like always in the winter, your steps are less, you're eating a little bit more, you're drinking more, there's holiday parties, whatever. I'm tired. I don't want to do it again. And lo and behold, I lost like six pounds in two weeks just by existing. And it's not like this magic pill or whatever. It's kind of just like, it just it's a bit of an appetite suppressant. That's the first thing. And the second is that it just makes you like crave specific different food. It's almost like skinny people, what their brains are. Like, I hang out with my skinny friends and like they can go in and look at a menu or food and they are able to pick healthy foods. And also if we go to like a burger place, they'll have a small quantity or they'll be like, oh, no bun, you know, or I'll get a turkey burger. Whereas like I I took it and actually I went to a new burger place in New York and all my guy friends got two double patties. I got one and I was stuffed. And that's just like, what's wrong with that? I'm still eating a burger I'm just eating a lot less,
0: and now you're eight days in or two weeks in. How many days?
2: Uh, eight days now. So second shot was yesterday, and I'm just always. It's it's not like I don't eat bad food. Like I had a donut just now, but I also like I'm so I feel kind of sick and like oh I probably shouldn't have done that. And I'm like I'm good now for a while, and like I had a very healthy lunch. I'm gonna probably have a very healthy dinner. And it's not like this is a perfect day, but it's also, from a calories perspective, it's a pretty good day for someone my size. And I'm probably going to lose weight between today and tomorrow.
0: So how does this work? Like, what is the process? You got your shot. And then Mm -hmm. what's the dosage? How often do you take it?
2: It's once a week. uh, 0.25 milligrams is what I'm taking right now. And I have a pen that basically has, I think, four milligrams. So I have like, you know, 16 weeks worth. And I, my friend is just going to keep picking me up cause she's a very good friend of mine and also NKPs and she's been doing it for a while and you know, I, I Venmo her and it's like, it's totally fine. Um, I don't see why not. We've all put so much other weird stuff in our bodies. And also it's kind of like, remember like when we were in high school or college and everyone was like talking about weed being like a really bad thing and now weed's normal. It's legal. Yeah. It's the same as having a beer these days. I think that's gonna be Ozempic in five or ten years. It's gonna be very common. Everyone is doing it. I'm not gonna name names, every celebrity that you know. Uh, and they're skinny and they're doing it. So why can't people that are a little overweight or very overweight do it?
0: Our friend sheets, hot friend sheets, again, the one who dropped like the horrible prediction from the tarot reader. She's gonna be mad if we out her, but I'm gonna out her. She told you not to go on Ozempic. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she said it would create
0: loose
2: skin, right? That was that was wild. We love her, but that was an interesting take. And you know, uh, I it was it's worth experimenting. I'm like, I'm trying it out. I think I'm not going to do it forever. I think it's just something I'll do till I get to a certain weight and then I'll go off it and then see how I feel. And apparently, we have friends who have done it and gone off. And there's this rumor that oh, you gain all the way back. No, this is not like Atkins diet, this is like your. It almost retrains your brain to think differently about food. So, yeah, let's say you get to you know one hundred and eighty pounds and you start at two twenty, yeah, you'll go back to one ninety maybe, but you're never going back to that first super obese category
0: and now, I also appreciate you sharing your story because I think not a lot of guys talk about it. I mean, the guys in our group chat talk about it, but publicly, on television, in the press, in shows, like you don't really hear about diet culture within Mm -hmm. men. And you just mentioned Atkins diet. I'm sure you're someone that has tried a lot of fad diets.
2: I did keto for a while, paleo. I did calorie counting, which is ultimately, I really like calorie counting and just focusing on protein And what's good with Ozepic is I crave just like chicken, fish, vegetables, rice. It's like the things you're supposed to eat, those are the things I crave on Ozepic. Like even if I get like a chipotle bowl or something, like I don't get the sour cream. I get like chicken, veggies, rice, and I eat around the rice at a little bit. So it's like almost like nibbling, like what all you skinny people do, you know? Like I'm, I'm almost, I don't think I've finished a meal in a while.
0: It's true. Like I never finish my meal at a restaurant and that's on purpose. I don't do yeah. that if you want to. Uh, I would rather eat the whole thing. But it's like you said, something in your brain's like telling you this is the amount to stop at.
2: I think the biggest mistake is that when our parents told us to like not throw food away growing up because they're starving children somewhere. Who cares? Throw it away.
0: take home and eat it like do a double meal like sometimes i'll do half and half like whatever i had half of at lunch i'll eat the other half at dinner
2: yeah i've been doing some really weird stuff i ordered a bunch of dumplings and i had two and i was like okay this is a lot and then i've just been like picking the meat out of the dumpling
0: that's what i do i do stuff like that
2: (laughs) or like you know i get a burger and i'll have a couple bites and then i'll take the bread off and i'll be like all right i'll just have the patty you know so it's like all these little skinny people habits
0: and I think those are also eating disorders, by the way, for the listeners. Like this is just another form of an eating disorder. Everyone kind of has their own eating disorder. Like people say, have a healthy relationship with food. I haven't found that yet. And I think you just do what works for you. And what works for me has been calorie counting. Yep. And just, you know, splitting portions.
2: I, I think the healthiest form of eating is doing like. Parts of the year where you're healthy and you're not like the winter you can be a little bigger and then just like be really skinny in the summer and like slim down. You know that's probably the way to do it.
0: Or really like in my case, I have a very bland, boring, plant based, crunchy granola diet when I'm home. But as soon as I'm traveling, if I'm in New York City or if I'm in Europe, like all bets are off. I'm well, just-
2: we, we we found out your bit of a ponzi because you were giving us all this nutrition advice and we found you're like oh oh, i have my green juice every day and then you told us that you ate four chocolate bars a day and we're like okay well no wonder you get headaches all the time
0: yes i was a complete ponzi and i was keeping that to myself in the month of december i always have this (laughs) like oh it's christmas it's time to eat right like you said the winter the holidays it's like my time to really just As a secret foodie, eat whatever I want. And I was eating four bars of chocolate a day in December to the point where I almost fainted. And that's when I got terrified. And that's when I admitted it to you guys like, guys, I almost died. Like, something happened and I'm going to stop. And I've stopped since. But I also think it attributes to something in Arizona in this shithole that I'm living in (laughs) that, like, it makes me want sugar. When I'm in Arizona, Something in the air pressure—it does something where I want. You're
2: you're drinking a can of Coke every day and having a chocolate bar every day, and you just won't have any protein. And we're like, please, just have some. Like our our hot neighbor Julio—he's always telling us to eat protein.
0: (laughs) Yes, and so I haven't done that since the fainting, which was in December, and now it's just a craving that I have here. And then as soon as I get back to the East Coast it's gone. Like I don't even, like sugar tastes like corn syrup to me. Coke mm. tastes like corn syrup to me. Like eating Diet. chocolate tastes disgusting. But when I'm here, it's all I want. And we actually looked it up, all of us together on chat GPT. And it says there is something to it with like the dry weather. I don't know. The point is I need to get out of here, this place of like killing me slowly and not for me mentally. I'm but ready. yeah, we're all ready back. to be on the same time zone. I miss my friends. I miss. Being with you guys, and I can't wait. Sooner than later, I will be out of here. But I will say I'm proud of you. And a lot of people won't open up to sharing their story. A lot of people will tell you, I won't name names, that they're at the gym, but they're on Ozempic. They're on the O.
2: Yep. That's right. Well, the whole point is you're not, it's not like a miracle. You're supposed to do a bunch of things together. It's like a supplement. Like keep lifting, keep running, keep walking, keep eating as well as you can. And then, in addition, take your Ozepic. And that actually just helps. And it just also helps you not be discouraged. Cause, like, I remember so many times doing all the right things and seeing such little progress. Whereas here, I'm doing maybe 80% of what I normally do with Ozepic, and I'm getting more. You know, and, and you know, the trope is like people are like killing themselves Monday to Friday at the gym, eating really well, and they just destroy it over the weekend, right? It's just, it's all gone.
0: Yeah, you you see those people that go ham at the gym. They're going so hard, but they look the same, and it's because whatever they're doing at the gym is canceled out by what they're eating on the weekend.
2: It's not just the eating; it's the eating, it's the drinking, and it's the let's say you're not stepping or whatever, and you're just you're in like a serious surplus of calories over the weekend.
0: And I do agree with you regarding the steps in these cold places when it's below twenty. Like I was in Dallas last weekend, and it was 25. It was painful to go outside. And we did have to go outside and, you know, just get into the car and, like, walk I mean, I think parking lots.
2: Below 20, below 30, even below 40 is kind of rough, right? I think 40 is enough, 50, You know, when you get that spring-summer weather, I mean, my step count, is it's so funny when I look on my phone. And you can just see every year it's the same. And it's, like, from April until October, I'm at, like, 10,000, 9,000, 8,000, and then the winter months, it's like four or five, maybe six, you know?
0: <laughs> no, it's brutal. And even walking on the treadmill, like I like ambient walking. I really enjoy walking outside, but walking in the treadmill is awful. It's one of the most awful things ever. I mean, only, o-
2: only one person we know is addicted to the treadmill, as in treadmill walking. Neil. And it's
0: NK. <laughs> yeah, NKP. Neil. And, you know, I can't relate to a lot of his workout. Like he works out all day.
2: <laughs> like yeah, he's like, uh, he's on conference calls and he's got his laptop open on the treadmill.
0: <laughs> I mean, good for him, but it just—I don't have that in me. But you did mention that your girlfriend's giving you the shots, and I know we said we don't want to disclose too much because nazar which is like evil eye, and I do believe people want all-around single people to remain single. Like it's like yep. a thing. Like people are happy if you're single because then if you had someone, then it's perfect because that's all you're missing. Exactly. Like you have everything going for you. And I felt that way when I was single. Like that's the one thing I'm missing, like just someone to share my life with. And then you get it and then you talk about it and then poof, like something bad happens. So we're not going to delve too much into this, but would you say you're also busy because this relationship might be different? Whereas like, you know, it's, you're taking it, Seriously.
2: Yeah. I mean, we have a lot in common and we do a lot of fun stuff together, you know, whether it's the Netflix, the cooking, um, you know, going out, dinners, obviously winters is a little different, but, you know, spending time together. So I'd say if I'm with her, I'm not on my phone, which is what people should do, you know?
0: Accurate. And it's also because you're both mature. I'd say in the past you dated Girls that were like in their late 20s. Mm-hmm. And we're all geriatric millennials. It's just different. It's more laid back.
2: I mean, I've dated girls in their 30s too who are immature. I think, I mean, obviously late 20s is hits a little different, but you know, there are girls in their early 30s also. I feel like 35, like the closer you are to 35, that's a big number. 30, like I wouldn't advise anyone who's serious about dating someone who's 30, because 30-year-old boys are just total fuck boys, right? They're the worst. And then 30-year-old girls are still, you know, they, they're they like, oh, maybe I'm looking to settle down. Uh, but they're still kind of, I, I say 33 to 35. That's a great, even 36, 37, that's, those are great ages.
0: Yeah, because you want to lock it down, mm-hmm. most of us. But, you know, I'm proud of you. I really am. And just taking the step to, you know, improve yourself. And you have her support, which I love. And she's really a smart cookie which I I think that's the best part about her. You know, just someone driven that has their own shit going on. And that's what you should be looking for, whoever's listening, whether you're male, female, whatever you identify as. Your partner should have their own thing going on.
2: Yeah, I think it's like the things I like. She's um, ambitious. She's smart, uh, hardworking. And then just like, you know, she has her own life and she's kind. You know, all the things that I'm looking for. And uh, there's always a goal. And, and also there's friendship. I think I got lucky in that we had like a good base of friendship, you know? So, because ultimately yeah. your partner is someone who should be a friend. I think what I'm realizing is a lot of people I've dated, like, yeah, maybe there was like, you know, lust and all this other stuff, but there was no friendship. It's like, if we weren't dating, would we be friends? And with a lot of my exes, the answer would be no.
0: And with the same example you've seen in my own life, which I am an extreme example, but there are ebbs and flows in a relationship. And it's like, without the sex, are you friends? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's going to happen in life.
2: Yeah. And I think you and your husband, like, you know, you would be friends if you weren't dating or married or whatever. So that's good.
0: Absolutely. And sex is important. You need to have sex. Do not follow my example. We are <laughs> working on it. <laughs> Speaking of relationships, I have a hot take. We're going to switch gears. You may or may not agree, the listeners, if you guys are Swifties, I am a recent Swifty. I became one after Midnight was released. But I'm going to say I'm at a point now where I think Taylor and Travis, that's a Ponzi relationship. And now more than ever, I think we live in a simulation because what are the chances that the Chiefs win and now he's going to the Super Bowl? Like, how does that even happen? And then <laughs> the face of Pfizer, let's not forget that.
2: <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um, there are there are some wild theories that have been going around. Um so I was I'm a sports fan, so I've been enjoying this story all year. And what's funny is like every week of the playoffs, which has been happening for a few weeks now, people have been betting against the Chiefs and they keep winning. And I'm just like, I don't know if I want to fuck with Taylor Swift. Like I feel like she's got some black cat dark magic going on. And I'm just like, bet against these guys at your own will, you know, at your own risk.
0: For sure. I'm not betting against Taylor. That girl clearly has some sorcery going on in a positive way
2: i've been looking into this for a few weeks now so like you know my friends do a lot of sports betting and they're like oh the ravens the team they played last week oh you know they're the best defense they have a good quarterback one of the top of the league they're at home i'm like i don't care throw all the numbers out like it's like do they have taylor swift then there was a bunch of conspiracy theories that they said that you know, the, they put some referee in that people thought would um, favor the Chiefs because this is a referee that always is good for the away teams. And it turned out it didn't even matter, right? Because the first touchdown of the game was Travis Kelsey. And who was in the skybox? <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift.
0: Taylor Swift.
2: And then the second, and then he scored a second, and then Taylor Swift again. I'm like, there's something spooky going on here right now.
0: Yeah, I think so. I
2: um, And then... And then I've been looking into this for a few weeks now. Um, even before the Chiefs made the Super Bowl, I was looking at Taylor Swift's tour dates. Have you been hearing about this? That she is in Tokyo. Yes. Um, the Thursday and Friday and Saturday of the Super Bowl weekend. And Super Bowl is on a Sunday in Vegas. And a lot of people don't know this, but she can easily leave on her private jet. Because I think her concert is like 6 to ten. She could take a private jet at 11 p.m. and get to Vegas by Saturday night so she could get to the Super Bowl in time.
0: You know she's going to be there.
2: People tell are, are telling me, oh, it's a lot. She's in Tokyo and then Vegas and then back to Sydney. I'm like, dude, she's not flying like economy.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads
2: and still lost 50 pounds.
0: So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing.
2: Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless: it to get thirty, thirty. Better to get thirty, better to get twenty, twenty, twenty. Better to get twenty, twenty. to get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a month. So Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch.
1: Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: on like a commercial plane. She's on her. She's not on the Wright jacket. Brothers plane. Like this is a like like I could be so lucky to fly halfway around the world and back on Taylor Swift's plane.
0: And anyone who had that opportunity and option would take it. If my spouse was playing the Super Bowl or my significant other that I really cared about was playing the Super Bowl, and I had that kind of money, you bet your ass I'd fly. I don't care what the climate activists say, I would fly and be at the game.
2: <laughs> well, she already has pissed the climate people off, but. Again, she's not in like a, you know, a flatbed. She's in a full bed. She's in a full bed on her private plane, and she's sleeping, and she's getting to Vegas, and she's going to be there. And then the Chiefs are probably going to win, and then she's going to celebrate Sunday night, and then she's going to fly Monday back to Sydney. And
0: Accurate. You heard it here
2: first. I'm sure other people are saying it. That's something to look forward to uh, a week from Sunday.
0: Which is also Chinese New Year weekend, but that will save that for another discussion.
2: Nice, exactly. Yeah, that's so, a new year
0: I like to celebrate, but dibs bets are on the Chiefs winning because you don't bet against Taylor Swift.
2: I, I'm at the point where I don't even look at the statistics anymore, and this happened last week, and this happened the week before, and I just, I don't do it. And there were a bunch of people like, you know, actually the Chiefs were doing very badly at the end of the regular season, and everyone's like, well... They're going to make the playoffs and lose. And I was like, I don't know. And they've just been rolling. And I think it's because of Taylor Swift's Black Cat magic. And this is her year. And have you seen the meme going around that um, 2020, there was also the same Super Bowl matchup, same presidential matchup. And there was another thing that happened in 2020.
0: <laughs> Pandemic.
2: <laughs> yeah. So.
0: A lot of juju. I don't know if it's good or bad, but the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl and we officially live in a simulation. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> rigged.
2: Exactly. Are you uh are you and your husband considering going to Vegas for the Super Bowl or it's not too far?
0: I would I would not mind. I love doing those things, but I think tickets would be like in the thousands. So it's not really an option, right? Like those tickets how much do they go for? Like 30,000, 40,000? It's True. crazy. Have you ever been yeah. to a Super Bowl game?
2: No, there was one in New York many years ago and I actually was in town that weekend but I had a wedding right after that in India so I went to India and missed the Super Bowl. But, you know, yeah. Priorities. Yeah,
0: of course. I think that would be like the only reason we wouldn't go. But obviously I would love to be at the Super Bowl or any Super Bowl. I think that's like a bucket list a lot of us would like to have because it's one of the greatest sporting events in the world. But yeah, not this year. And especially with Taylor Swift there.
2: Do you think Taylor Swift will ever perform in a Super Bowl? Because they've obviously asked her already and she said no. So do you think down the road she will?
0: she would have to be like at her legacy era where it's like she's mm. in her 40s 50s probably because if she's saying now which is like the peak of her career she's at the the peak I don't think it's gonna get better than this right. there then you know I don't see it happening so it would be like maybe with an ensemble or she trick. might surprise us. <laughs>
2: Um, So there's a prediction that if the Chiefs win, that Kelsey will propose to her after the game. Have you heard that prediction?
0: I think it's too early. Okay. I think it's a Ponzi relationship.
2: But they seem very happy together and very affectionate and, you know, all over each other. You can't fake that.
0: I also think they are well-matched, like all American, like that apple pie, like, you know, the American flag, like I see them and that's like what, oh, the, the picture the, of America.
2: The quarterback and the cheerleader exactly. <laughs> or the football star. player, and the cheerleader. Yeah. Pop yeah. star. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, that's how I see it. It's like when Jessica Simpson was with Tony Romo and like, I loved that, but then he played badly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, That was a good relationship. I like that. That was fun.
0: Yeah. I thought that was going to go somewhere. And if she wrote in her book later on that she did really like Tony Romo and she thought he was the one, but apparently he treated her poorly. So
2: I did not read that, but I, um, I need to. Did you read in the news yesterday that how much money the NFL has earned from Taylor Swift this year? That's
0: yeah, like 300 million something.
2: $331.5 million in brand value. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yep. <laughs> Kids,
0: little girls are watching the football games now. Because of this?
2: Yeah, that's why everyone's saying it's rigged. But honestly, I don't care.
0: <laughs> well, you think about it, right? Like the economy is, you know, teetering. And we have an election year. And mm-hmm. millennials, if anything, are complaining about housing. I don't really know anyone else complaining about it. And what what better way to get everyone sidetracked than the Super Bowl and this relationship?
2: I love it. I'm very, I'm here for it.
0: I'm here for it too. And speaking of relationships, we had a very interesting conversation this morning. We were talking about a what if scenario, right? Like, as we always uh-huh. do, a lot of us millennials, we have nothing better to do other than talk about the what ifs and fake scenarios. And we were talking about relationships with your spouse and then your own mother. Mm -hmm. and we have different takes on this, and you have a hot take.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it depends. If you find the right person, then all this goes away, but in general, I I was saying you only have one mom, right? Whereas, you know, as a guy, women can come and go. So I think what I was trying to say is that if you're dating someone who doesn't get along with your mom and who, like, you know, tries to sort of Keep you from her, keep her distant, you know, and sort of just takes you for her own. That's not someone who has your best interest at heart. And that's worth walking away from because I think, as a guy, again, I don't want to talk about the other gender, but as a guy, you can always find a new girl and that girl will be the one who actually gets along with your mom. That's my view.
0: And my take was I agree with you as a friend. (laughs) <laughs> your mom comes first but as a guy eventually you'll worry about your own immediate family like our boober parents have their life with their family and then you'll have your life with your family and in the case in my own relationship my husband has his own relationship with his mother And I think that's because we're different, because we're older. Like, you know, I'm not like a 25-year-old bride. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm now turning 40, like a newlywed. And I have my established relationship with my own family. And I accept my husband's family, and I love them. I love hanging out with them. But do I have this, like, personal strong relationship with my mother-in-law? No, it's more like an acquaintance because we're older. I call my own mom, you know, and, you know, I spend time with my mother-in-law when I'm with my husband. But I think the reason why things are smooth is because he has his own relationship with his mother. And I'll give you an example. In the beginning, my mother-in-law would call me and ask me, why hasn't Anand called her? And it was like, me being the newlywed, it could be taken as, does she think I'm telling my husband not to call? Or does she realize this is on him? He's not calling or answering anybody because he's in an operating room for 14 hours a day. And that was me thinking, okay, in order to avoid this, Anand should call his mom and talk to his mom about why he's not calling her, not me. I don't want to be the middleman in this. And so from there, we established, babe, you need to call your mom and talk to your mom. And if your mom has something to talk to me about directly with me about me, then she calls me. But if it's about you, as in my husband, she should call him directly. So we don't have this Right. I think
2: that's okay. I think my point was just that if there's a situation where a guy's with a girl, wife, girlfriend, whatever, and she's keeping him from his relationship with his mom and, like, cutting her out entirely, then that's a problem. But I do understand that, like, especially, like, in Indian communities, there's this whole mama's boy thing, so it's tough, right? And that's why you always said everyone should date an orphan. (laughs)
0: Everyone should date an orphan, but Like I said at my comedy show, and I I meant it, my in-laws are very hands-off. And, you know, they're not concerned with, like, how many times am I calling them and stuff like that. Like, in fact, they were, like, asking Anand, like, when are you going to come visit home? Because, again, it's his schedule. And I think it's taken everyone in his life a minute to realize, okay, you're done with school, and we thought finishing fellowship residency like life would be a breeze if anything now it's these are the years he has to really prove himself these are the years that count so he's actually never available and so family had to figure that out also that like it's not me
2: right he has to juggle his work but also his marriage right i think everything else kind of comes third
0: and that's i think Um, what was initially kind of The minor conflict that he had with me and him and his family was like, okay, why aren't you calling your mom? Why aren't you visiting home? Because I'm not stopping you, but it's because he doesn't have time.
2: Do these boomers not understand what being a surgeon is? I'm so confused because I get it. Boomers (laughs) don't
0: understand what being a surgeon is. (laughs) They don't. I'll leave it at that. And because also... Then you have not only his surgery schedule, the time he does have, obviously, it's like, I'm the wife. Like, he wants to spend it with me. Like, we have to work on us. He now.
2: also wants his alone time, right? He loves going and to the gym. Right? And alone time. He, he, he
0: loves going to the gym. We we talk about this a lot, too. Like, you're like, wait, so he has a full day of work. And then instead of coming home to maybe sit with me or whatever, he the first thing he does is go to the gym. And I respect that because... At the end of the day, and for everyone listening, you got to put your own mental health first because if he's not okay mentally, if he's stressed, then he's not going to be okay mentally with me. And I get that.
2: Also physically, right? Going to the gym, that's good physically for him.
0: Exactly. So these are just things we wanted to talk about. And I do agree people come and go and you have one mom, but things can get tricky depending on the mother-in-law every mother-in-law is different and Anand and you are very similar dits you're both the moms are obsessed (laughs) with you guys like my mom's obsessed with me but like you know she's she's also she can be hands-off but
2: she's isn't she very hands-off she's like remember you were like oh I want to go see you and she's like no I'm traveling like go away
0: yes (laughs) because I'm the one that needs to be coddled because I'm so used to living at home for so long. And so it took me a minute to finally realize like I'm an overgrown child. Like I finally left home and like, okay, I have my own life now. She did that for my own good. But I would say there are a lot of moms that are like obsessed with their sons. Like you are obsessed with your mom too. Serge, my husband, he and his mom have a relationship. Like they talk on the phone. Like I tell them, go to the other room and talk to your mom. Like, you know, that's like their time. And that's what I'm saying. I respect that.
2: That's just more boomer things. They love calling. I don't, I talk to my mom on the phone, but I don't want to talk to her on the phone. It's just because I have so many missed calls.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. But once you get a wife is what I'm saying is what happened to me. You not returning her calls may reflect badly on your wife, even though it has nothing to do with your wife.
2: That's very, that's very good insight.
0: That's all I'm saying.
2: Wouldn't know. Never been married. So yeah. love, love love, love to hear that from you.
0: <laughs> well, your girlfriend did meet the parents.
2: Wow. Yeah, it was my dad's 70th birthday dinner. And we had like 10 people or so. And they've been wanting to meet her for a while. So they invited her to dinner. And we went to the Amman in New York and had sushi. It was great. I
0: love that. And by the way, for those of you listening, the aman it's one of the most... <laughs> exclusive hotels in the world hotel brands in the world and they opened a hotel in new york city and they have this incredible jazz club which is open it's to so public, good. but it's also extremely hard to get reservations because members get first dibs and i also want to say that your mom is not like the regular mom your mom's a cool mom like <laughs> you know if we're talking about mother-in-law's like a girl would be so lucky to have your mom as a mother-in-law. And I'd say even my mother-in-law and my mom. Like, these are all great mother-in-laws.
2: I, I think my mom said that if I was with someone who, like, doted on me, then she would do the same for that girl, right? I think that's ultimately. Whereas, like, if she sees it's someone who's dating me for the wrong reasons, and we've definitely seen those girls in the last couple of years, then she kind of is like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we also have this thing. And I don't know what goes on in your house, for example, with your sister and her husband, as in how do they call your or address your parents, right? So in my case, we're at a stage in life at 38. Neither one of us is calling our respective mother's mom. Because it's just weird when it's just not natural. And it has to come naturally. And I'm if you are a boomer and you're listening, like don't make that a thing. Like let it come naturally. If the other child or in-law wants to call you mom, let them, but don't make them.
2: So my brother-in-law calls my mom bum M-U-M. And um, my and my dad, he calls him Papa. Um, I and I feel like it's obviously a cultural thing too, because like I feel like you could say Mr. and Mrs. whatever right when you meet someone and there's uncle auntie and uncle is very obvious um i have no idea what to call anyone these days i'd like sir and ma'am is really good for a bit and then you kind of see what's right
0: yeah like i I think from one day to the next calling someone your mom is is outrageous
2: well like i said you only have one mom or in some cases maybe you have two moms but they're still the two moms that raise you right uh, I don't know about the in-laws. That's always, I mean, I feel like in Indian culture, we have all these different terms, like hen or something. Or... Yeah,
0: like sister or whatever. But I mean, I just think it should be optional. It should be if you want to or if it comes naturally. It shouldn't just be something you just blurt out, you know, like it's it's a case by case situation. But I don't think we should be telling people what to call other people.
2: Yeah, I get that.
0: I'm just giving you the tips on like th- this <laughs> has been smooth sailing for me because I've you know we've been upfront, we've had open lines of communication, no one's pretending, and I think that's why everyone is calm and peaceful and happy. There's no like situations.
2: I'm just in the fun period of dating right now. Like we are planning a bunch of trips in February because winter in the Northeast is terrible. Going to Cabo, going to Vermont, all the fun winter things.
0: I love that for you. I've never been to Vermont. Always wanted to go, but what is it? There's Ben and Jerry's in Burlington.
2: That, no, it's uh, it's mostly just ski houses. Like I've done a lot of like are so you going know, to Snow. Um, I'm not sure where. I think we're going to Burlington, but we've done Mount Snow before. I've I've done Killington. Uh, different ski resorts. Um, she, my girlfriend has a friend in Burlington, so I think we're just going to stay with them and just hang out. Sometimes you just go to a ski house and you just chill. Um, and go to Cabo, staying at the Nobu. Um, that'll yeah. be really fun. And this weekend, going to Park City for a bachelor party. So honestly, winter, you just got to get out of here. And then hopefully by the time I'm back in March, um, you know, it's a little nicer and I can get more steps around the city.
0: And you're following the playbook, the playbook. We give all the pod listeners, you need a couple of trips, right? To really learn about each other. You know, people, things are different. You've already been on one, so you're on track, but you know, we're just following the playbook.
2: Yeah. That trip didn't go as well, but it was also kind of the wrong location. And like, she was also like on a work trip and then I came after it was kind of like, it was, it was just like a weird vibe and it was all, probably a little too soon, but now is the right time for a trip. And it's like just going to be like a friend's trip. And then it's going to be like a, just a relaxing vacation, you know, like well, no work or anything else.
0: Well, thank you for sharing everything with us per use. I have you <laughs> to, to report. I am prepping for my show in Toronto in April and just hunkering down, laying low getting a lot of things done behind the scenes and hopefully moving.
2: Nice. Do you know do you know where we are now now that we're in February? Uh three years since um I dated the original Ponzi who fled the country now. That is and and we I think we recorded in March of 2021 the first time. So we're almost at three
0: incredible. (laughs) I can't wait. I want to come to New York City. I know we've talked about this. I I'm doing some vodcasts because now the kids want you to record the podcast on video and I'll come to New York City and we can get something together. Where... Come
2: come in like March or April. I feel like I'm around both those months. The weather's a lot better. And then we can go to the Amman, hang out with all our friends and have uh, a good time.
0: And, you know, yeah, just have you on the pod on video because I think you have a lot of great insight and a lot of great advice and have sheets come on as well and you know we can really give the listeners a visual of what well
2: this. maybe maybe we can delay till april or may or june because by then i'll have more time on us and i'll look better for video
0: <laughs> more more for the aesthetic <laughs> okay
2: right, right now it's just a, right now it's just a good voice if we're going to go on video i need to really really quickly shed those extra lbs well, you are
0: <laughs> you are very charming and good looking and you know this which is actually oh, thank you. to pull off to pull off a good face, and dad bod <laughs> like that's rare. So you already have it going on. We've already said, yeah, oh, hey, you're a 15 out of 10. Well,
2: I already told you I don't want to like be shredded. Like no one wants a six pack. No one needs a six pack. I, I don't think like any women in their 30s and 40s want a guy or need a guy with a six pack. No. because it's not necessary. You know.
0: I don't need one, and I don't care for one.
2: <laughs> and you're you're just looking for a guy who's like in shape enough, right? Just
0: healthy and kind and is generous with his time, love, and money. Yeah. You can you can meet someone with money who's who's not generous.
2: It's true. Absolutely.
0: So thank
1: you. All right, bye. Bye. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
2: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
1: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Thank you so
0: much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.